everybody, George the Max Extreme here. And Ghost Hunter Dave. And we are Imperious Rex. Uh, just yep, a reminder, yep. <laughs> all of these Event Fatigue uh, episodes are downloadable if you would like to download the podcast for your mobile apps. You can do so right in the description of this video. Moving forward, today we are doing another event. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be a theme, a reoccurring theme here, Troy. Now this one I think is like a little lesser known one. Uh, it's not as popular as like the big tent pole like summer events. Uh, yeah, it's odd because it really kind of paves the way for a lot of what Bendis does going forward with his run in Marvel. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, like its namesake, it's kind of uh, secret. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, yeah, there's a lot so that's, of small... that's our way of saying we're doing Secret War. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> if uh, the title to the episode <laughs> didn't already tip you off, we might as well just come out and say it. Yes, this episode is Secret War. Yes. The uh, 2004 five-issue Marvel miniseries. Um, at first, I wasn't quite sure where this one placed in the timeline of things, but it this book jumps around in time so much that I guess it doesn't really matter when it takes place if the Avengers are uh, still a thing or not. If they're assembled or disassembled? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I believe, at least, I kind of took it as it took place um, fairly close to the end of disassembled. Okay. Like, they are, they are disassembled. The Avengers are no longer assembled. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's how I took it. But I don't know. It's kind of vague. It doesn't really matter, I guess. But at least in my own reading order, I would put this kind of between disassembled and when, like, New Avengers kicks off. So it's kind of that, like, interim period where there are no acting Avengers. Right. Um, and I actually first didn't read this until maybe a few events in uh, when I would like wiki something and it's like, well, this first appeared in Secret War. And I'm like, what is this book? <laughs> From the 80s? <laughs> like, and uh, so I probably didn't read this until maybe three years or more after it was maybe we're almost into Civil War. Okay, yeah. And I'm like, what? Because like, Nick, like, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this book that we'll get to, but, like, things that happen down the road in Marvel events to be like, well, you have to go back to Secret War to figure out why this is such a such a thing. I'm like, for as little that happens in this book, there's a lot that happens in this book to set up future events. That's right. He also kind of introduces a couple mainstays that take center stage throughout his run. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much Maria Hill was prevalent in the Marvel series until this. And same with, what is the the young girl's name? Oh. Daisy Johnson? Yeah. Yeah, I is this her first appearance? Yes, it is. Okay. Because, like, they both are played off like, yeah, these are, these are popular characters. You should know these people. <laughs> and I'm like, is there something I should have read prior to this? I don't, <laughs> I don't recognize them, but I know them because he, I know he has them in uh, books after this. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so I guess one of the reasons maybe this is hard to place continuity-wise is because it went through a lot of delays for being only five issues I want to say it took almost two years to come out. Hmm. 
it was like February 2004 to December 2005. And, I mean, obviously that's because uh, Gabriel Delato does a bang-up job, like, hand-painting every page of this. Yeah. And the artwork is fantastic. You know, it's almost like that Alex Ross-level realism, but I would say a bit looser and a lot more gritty. Yeah, it's it's more stylized than um like an Alex Ross photorealism, but it right. still looks quite, looks amazing. Like everybody looks really visceral and like could just snap your neck at any point in time. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah, it makes perfect sense for this kind of like covert wet works uh group of heroes that Nick Fury assembles here. Mhm. And right at the beginning of this book too, uh it's says that Bendis got this story from some anonymous person. Yeah, I was going to bring this up, too. <laughs> this was on my list of things to talk about, where I feel like, how come this isn't more widely discussed? Like, who is this uh, shadow figure in the background that was apparently some sort of government agent that told him this story, this um, like high-ranking, classified United States intelligence story back in Bendis's childhood and it stuck with him and he just I mean it seems like he probably adapted it straight forward and just supplemented superheroes as opposed to military soldiers right yeah I I have no idea um I wonder what operation it's even referring to you know what the timeline of that would be was that like desert storm yeah, I have Maybe. no idea. So the the guy in this, I thought they've just known each other since they were toddlers, but he, was he older than Bendis? Because I was like, is it Tom King? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any idea. But yeah, anyway. That's a good question, yeah. That's that's what that's what I took out. I was like, oh, so maybe it's maybe it's good old T King himself. Give him spilling government secrets into the comics. Who knows? <laughs> For the first time. Yeah. <laughs> first of many. But it was interesting. I guess it gives this a little bit more uh, I don't know, pizzazz <laughs> that it was inspired uh pretty much completely by some real government operation. I mean, mm-hmm. and it still has Captain America and Wolverine, you know, hammering superheroes yep. or supervillains. But it it's just kind of, it's the first step of Bendis trying to create a very real world atmosphere to his run. Mm-hmm. Where his entire run going forward is very like shadow government, conspiracy and espionage focused. So mm-hmm. this is a pretty good example of kind of what to expect um, on his, his main storyline. Yeah, it, I would say that even this book in general is like way more black ops dark than what comes afterwards. Maybe minus the Dark Avengers, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but I this... always kind of remember like New Avengers when they split up into the two different factions after Civil War. Mm-hmm. I thought kind of reminded me of this. You know, we've got the covert team kind of acting in secret, still going out and trying to save people, but having to elude. The Mighty Avengers, I think, is what Iron Man leads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I uh, I always, when I go back and revisit this book, I end up re- liking it a lot. Because to me, it just doesn't, personally for me, it doesn't feel like his later works, where they're maybe more bombastic and more colorful, I guess. I, mm-hmm. I feel like this one has like an even, a, 
maybe it's just the fact that it's like dealing with terrorism. Yeah. And <laughs> I maybe that grounds it a little bit more into like a bleak more of a bleak storytelling than maybe like a a higher level superhero story. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think the artwork pairs with it perfectly too. I would say it's you know, a hundred percent backed up by the dark, gritty, painted, realistic looking uh illustration. Mm-hmm. So uh what what's going on in this book here, Dave? <laughs> well, what is it? Uh let's see. Nick Fury, the uh the director of Shield, obviously, discovers that the Latvian Prime Minister, uh Lucia von Bardis, mm-hmm. is funding a bunch of tech-based, like, B-level supervillains with advanced technology. Uh, and were those given to them by Dr. Doom when he was still ruling? Oh, I I am not actually quite sure, I guess, yeah. Um, so she's, like, funding all these super criminals and sending them off into the States, and... It, it poses an interesting question of how do all these, like, loser supervillains get these high-tech gadgets and gizmos for yeah. their <laughs> for their theme-based powers? Yep. Because, like, I think they even say they're, like, knocking off banks and, and post offices and these things. It's like there's no way that what they're pulling in can fund just the cost of their armor and their gear. So Nick finds out that this... Um, uh, Prime Minister is funding these villains. He takes it right up to the uh, president, says, let's go in there, let's overthrow her and put her in her place. And the president's like, mm, thanks for bringing it to me, Nick, but uh, we'll take it from here. <laughs> we we don't want to overturn the apple cart. We have a pretty good relationship going with Latveria right now. So we're just going to kind of, you know, let, turn the other cheek on yeah. it. But, 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 sir, I said good day, sir. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, Nick doesn't like this. No. Nope. And, uh, Nick goes rogue and he puts a team together, a black ops team of kind of secret Avengers that he feels would be perfectly suited to this mission and ships them off to Latveria where through flashbacks we find out they did in fact overthrow the Latvian government, <laughs> presumably killing uh, Lucia von Bardis and creating a big old mess that's going to come <laughs> back and bite him on the ass. What is it, like six months later? A year After later. Kind of the, oh, oh, a year. year okay. anniversary, yeah. Yes, you got it. Yep. Um, so she comes back hard and heavy. And really messes up New York, puts a couple heroes in the hospital, and by the end of it, Nick is found out for what he did, which also involved wiping the minds of all of the <laughs> Avengers that he brought along on the Secret War, and then kind of dissipates into the shadows. So he's out of the picture now, operating behind um, behind the scenes, and he's set up a young ward i guess yeah. daisy johnson to be kind of his i don't want to say puppet because that doesn't sound nice but just the person that he's kind of acting through yeah it's almost kind of like a liaison yeah a, a little bit but but still even she isn't quite sure where he is 
<laughs> oh yeah, he's completely uh, like like the the Wizard of Oz here, <laughs> operating behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, so, and that's it. Like it's a, it's a pretty tight story, and like we were talking like right before we started recording, um, about like we thought there was way more time spent in Latveria, and there <laughs> there isn't. No, you don't. You don't really get any actual like action, I guess, like fighting in that very action until maybe the fifth issue of this, of mm-hmm. the five issue series, mm-hmm. where you see, oh yeah, they really tore up that place. No wonder, you know, <laughs> the country is pissed. <laughs> they they uh, basically take down the entire castle of doom. That uh, is it, Lucia, Lucia. How do you pronounce that? I just said Lucia. I was kind of in the middle of you yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, uh, that she's been operating out of. The whole place is rubble. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, nice job. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Avengers. <laughs> no, they're actually not. They're pretty devastated <laughs> yeah. by what they were just forced to do. And Nick Fury's like, all right, good job, Avengers. <laughs> now look into this Neuralizer and off you go yeah. back to America. Uh, when you wake up, you won't remember any of that. So it, uh, yep. I, I really like um, how this story really uh, unfolds as it goes along, and you get to learn like along with like Spider-Man and Daredevil what's really taking place here. I think of all the stories that we're gonna read, like this one is, I think the most interesting when things come come into play. Um, at least in hindsight, I can't remember much else what happens in some f- future events, but I think this one's like an actual kind of like mystery of what's going on rather yeah. than like have like, oh, it's like just some MacGuffin, you know what right. I mean? And it, yeah, and it did have some pretty lasting consequences because I don't think Fury shows up again until Secret War, right? Or, I'm sorry, not Secret War, Secret Invasion. Uh, and, like he starts yeah. training the secret Avengers or the secret warriors. God, my God, there's there's like five words that Marvel <laughs> picks, and then they just repurpose them <laughs> throughout all of their event titles. But yeah, I think he's still kind of operating in the shadows for like five or six years after this. Yeah, it yeah, it's quite a while because we go through like House of M, Civil War, and I think Secret Invasion. I think World War Hulk is somewhere in there. Like yeah. It's a it's a long time until you realize that like no he's still operating and he's pulled together a small little young team over here but even then I don't remember when Secret Warriors came out I know it's around Secret Invasion mm-hmm. but like it's it's a while <laughs> like he's gone for a long time Oh yeah Secret Invasion comes out um it looks like December 2008 okay. I believe so uh, 3 4 years Sure but it feels longer when you're reading issue to issue, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, and not like in a couple stories down the road. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think of the team that Fury pulls together for this covert operation? I really like the team. I, I love the inclusion of Daredevil in this. Me too. I had heard that Fury, or not Fury, Bendis, <laughs> is going to happen all day because I haven't had any uh, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Which is normally our fuel for podcasting, but we're doing this one at noon, and I feel like noon on a Sunday, I probably shouldn't show up back to my family stinking of booze. Uh, but I had heard that Bendis wanted to include Daredevil in the New Avengers 
run that he kicks off right after this. Mm -hmm. And I guess things just didn't quite work out with the character and he wasn't able to have him. Mm. But it seems like this was kind of a hint of what he wanted to do there. It's kind of like the preliminary New Avengers team. You know, you have Luke Cage, Mm -hmm. um, Spidey, Daredevil, Wolverine. So a lot of people that show up later... Wolverine, I thought, was kind of an odd choice in here, just as I feel like his appearance is kind of odd in New Avengers, too. But uh, what did you think of how he writes Wolverine as just a massive sleazebag <laughs> that's drunk and hitting on the stewardess on the plane trip over to Latveria? Um, I d- it was a little bit out of place. I feel like Wolverine would be more collected than that. And yeah, then, he just some- seemed like a loose cannon there. Uh, and I know they kind of you want Wolverine there to be that loose cannon sometimes, but he's more collected than that. <laughs> Absolutely. He seemed like a frat boy. And, uh, they and I didn't think Wolverine could really get drunk. Okay, I, w- I was just going to say that, because in the back matter in this, they have like a little S.H.I.E.L.D. classified thing about Wolverine and says he can't get drunk. <laughs> so is he just like putting on a show <laughs> like well... to impress everybody? <laughs> I wasn't sure. I thought they were, were going to bring this up later, but maybe it was my own headcanon that they had to get Wolverine, like, tranquilized in order to even get uh, him on, to coax him onto this mission. Yeah, I would have been okay with that. But I... It just se- it, that seems more in character than drunk, stumbly Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, because he is fucked up. <laughs> he absolutely is. And he's basically, like, sexually assaulting this poor <laughs> flight attendant. <laughs> Like, Captain America has to actually, like, calm him down and say, like, take a seat, buster. Yeah, <laughs> be the dad in this situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I I really, I like this proto-New Avengers team he put together. It's, like, nice practice for him, what's coming down the road. Or right. maybe has already started at this point, I don't remember. But uh, would this have been right after he got off of Daredevil, roughly? Yeah, when it did must he have been. Daredevil? I believe it was prior to this, but I could not tell you the timeline of that. But yeah, I feel like... or Yeah, it had to be, because in this, aren't they constantly saying, like, oh, Matt Murdock, you're Daredevil, right? Wink, oh, wink. Yeah. is like, no, no, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not. And I, I want to say that that was uh, established during his run on Daredevil, that his identity was brought out into the open. Okay. There's a lot of kind of weird, oddball things in the Marvel timeline that are still happening in this. Like, Spider-Man has the organic web shooters still. Oh, does he? Yeah, and uh, Daredevil has just been outed, but not really, and they just kind of go back and forth on that. Mm-hmm. Is um, this the first... And I think Tony Stark, too. Tony Stark is or isn't Iron Man. <laughs> is this the first uh, mention that Jessica Jones is pregnant? It might be. Because that's another thing that comes, that's another like little nugget that he plays with for a while. But I couldn't remember if that happens in this or like Jessica Jones's own title. I can't remember. Yeah, I never read that, but he wrote that too, not too long before this. Mm-hmm. God, he's touched just about everybody, it seems like, in the Marvel <laughs> Universe. I keep forgetting how many characters he did like an extended run on prior to taking on like the main Avenger title. Yeah. But I, uh, I he have really loves Luke Cage. Here. I've never read it. <laughs> yeah, same here. Uh, but man, he loves Luke Cage. He loves mm-hmm. Jessica Jones. He loves these street level heroes. Mm-hmm. I think that's extremely prevalent if you're reading New Avengers, like right around this time. 
like all the like low street level people. Well, for a while, I guess it that happens after I think they split up between like it's when like Lenel Yu starts drawing it. Yeah. Oh my god, I I really like the low level street level Avengers type stuff. I think almost prefer it. Me too. It really became like a different book in mm-hmm. that time with New Avengers, mm-hmm. where they kind of split into the two different teams and just treat it as, uh, I mean, very much like what Secret War is. It's like this covert team that are acting in secret, which mm-hmm. I enjoy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when all of the uh, action starts going down in this and uh, everyone's kind of like unraveling, because uh, what Peter Parker keeps having like what he thinks are like uh, memories spark into his brain and he comes up to daredevil and is like do you remember any of this stuff no <laughs> please leave and stop drinking all my milk <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then yeah they get bombarded by uh scorcher and diamondback just like mm-hmm. a bunch of bullshit villains they end up going to the hospital they see uh an argument already breaking out between fury and uh uh, Captain America over the comatose body of Luke Cage. So it's yeah, all because he was the first. Really yeah, he was like the first hero that was targeted for revenge, based on what they did a year ago. Mm-hmm. And now uh, Lucia is sending all the other tech-based criminals out to get some payback on the heroes that really messed up Latveria, and also seems like kind of doing a full-on terrorist attack on the United States, which she tries to pull off by almost, what would you say, like self-destructing all of the uh, crazy B-level supervillains before, is it Daisy Johnson stops her? Yeah. Through Uh, her earthquake powers? I wasn't quite sure if she was going to be like a suicide bomber or if Mm. like she was like planted some sort of electronic bombs in all of the other costumed villains and they were just going to set off but it seems like she was drawing all the energy from them for her to explode yeah but um regardless daisy johnson comes in in the nick of time and just like explodes her heart or whatever it was <laughs> yeah, which she already tried out on wolverine prior to that um <laughs> uh, I, I really like the look of all these tech-based villains. And the idea that Bendis strings together where it's like, yeah, where do, where do all these guys get similar uh, weaponry? Obviously, the Tinkerer is responsible for all these, but like, how are these being funded? Mm-hmm. I know it's a superhero, but if we're going to play it as close to you know a realistic environment as we can, then who's paying for all this? And it was like the perfect thread to tie it all together that like, yeah, it's this... Uh, like this terrorism organization from a country that was wronged by the U.S. and they're creating all these like run-of-the-mill scorpion and hobgoblin yeah. uh, villains just to be puppets in their master plan to get back at the United States. Yeah. Um, I I actually liked uh, the, some of them in there that threw me off though were uh, like the Doctor Octopus, maybe even like the Vulture. And yeah. I'm like, why would they necessarily be a part of this? Because it seems like they would be ones that were able to develop that tech by themselves. Yeah, for sure. Well, Doc Ock was the, the female Doc Ock, but I thought she was like a, a brilliant scientist as well. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I guess uh, them, 
I thought it looked like they used the male Dr. Octopus in this, like, a few times. I know in the back matter it says it's Lady Octopus or whatever. But either way, it doesn't really matter. It just well, I found I think, them, like, weird inclusions. Yeah, I thought that too, but I believe that is when they attack Latveria in the flashbacks. And I think those are all just, like, um, like just Latverian whoever's. guards that are, t- like, prototype testing the armor. Okay. So those are the ones that the heroes uh, took it to in Latveria. They weren't like the actual villains. They were just kind of trying out the gear. I gotcha. At least uh, that's how I took it. I also like the inclusion of the Fantastic Four in this. They don't have like a huge uh, a huge part really, but I love the way um, Delato uh, draws the thing. Yes. He, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I just like him... Uh, just he's got almost like a a sleeker look, and he looks like a huge brute. <laughs> and he, when he yep. likes, I love the panel where he just smashes that whole dock, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Whoops!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. The artwork is so good on this, and I I like the costume redesign that they have very for a very short period of time. Again, I thought you saw them in their they're like secret war costumes a lot more mm-hmm. but you don't it's only in flashbacks and the flashbacks are very muted mm-hmm. so you don't even get like a really good pop of the color but in the back matter you get a lot of the concept sketches and they're they're really cool i love the daredevil one i like wolverines and captain america's the only one i'm not like really thrilled on is spider-man's i think looks kind of goofy but mm-hmm. i would love to see those costumes reemerge at some point too yeah well, um, I think in the PS4 Spider-Man one, his Secret War costume is a, a option to pick, I think. Oh, so the one I didn't like. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, if I'm actually, um, well, I guess I'm not surprised so much, but I would actually love to see this as like a, a direct-to-animated like feature for Marvel. I think this would be really cool. Yeah, and it's it's self-contained enough that it could just stand on its own. You don't need a whole lot of build-up to it, but mm-hmm. you could definitely expand on it if they wanted to do, like, a series of these. Has Marvel done any animated stuff lately? I think all they do is just, uh, like, Disney. Well, now they're doing the Disney ones, yeah. Yeah. The Disney Plus animated stuff. Yeah. Which could be cool. Well, I, yeah, it I would be interesting so. if they did that. I mm-hmm. I feel like they wouldn't try to like convolute anything by having two different Avengers storylines running at the same time, one animated and one not, but it would be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. It feels like it could be one of those DC animated features. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <clears throat> um so what do you think? Where's where does that leave us? There's so much back matter in this. It leaves us at that, but I'm not reading any of this. <laughs> I skimmed through a lot of it. My lord, does Bendis love to write. Yeah, he does. Just look at this and you're like, my god. Yeah. It's like a book's worth of actual, like, text on this. Right. Well, I was going to just thumb through this um, before we did it, because I've read this maybe two or three times, but um, I just just remembered when I thumbed through and I saw, like, halfway through it says the end in it. And I'm like, oh. And then flip through the rest and it's all just, like... The shield like files. Shield files, like background on every character in this, like a Marvel handbook almost. Very much. Yeah, you think, like, did he have help on that? Was that kind of ghost written? 
Or did he just say, like, yeah, I really, I got to get all this off my chest. I just want to write <laughs> character bios for everyone currently living in the Marvel Universe, <laughs> which is essentially what it feels like. Uh -huh. Like, you can skim it. You can go and pick out the ones that you actually give a shit about, but they give you so much information. Yeah. And I don't really know if it really adds too much more to the story. In between the issues, um, there's like a little bit of like shield files of like conversations that go on. Mm. Um, those are pretty integral because I was going to skip those at first, but then there's actually like um, that's how it even shows that further down the line, Maria Hill's in charge of shield. You don't really get to see her in charge so much right. as she is like appointed by the president through like a conversation that you don't yeah. see really. Yeah, basically the president asking, are you going to play ball with me or are you going to be rogue like uh, Nick mm -hmm. over there? Yeah, I did read those. I read the ones that were like, I guess, at the back matter to the issues, but all that extra stuff, which I think amounted to like a full comics worth that they probably released. Um, the Secret Files of Nick Fury, mm -hmm. I think, was what it was uh, marketed as. Um, yeah, I skipped those, but the actual back matter from the issues where it's like the interrogation transcripts were interesting. Was it ever distracting to you how much like Angelina Jolie, Daisy Johnson looks oh, like? <laughs> oh, yes. I I completely thought that. I'm glad you brought it up. There were a few different character models that you could tell were definitely kind of photo referenced there from celebrities, but that was the big one, especially since I think he kind of reused that same image multiple times in this yep yeah i found it right here just randomly flipping through and i'm sure it's in there more than that <laughs> but yeah it there's also a couple times where like maria hill is distractingly similar looking to daisy johnson they're both yeah. young women with short hair short black hair in essentially the same suit mm -hmm. and get up yeah, I but, the only way you could tell Daisy Johnson was that she had like two cuts on her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And how old is she supposed to be? Like 18? 17, 18. Yeah. Yeah, that always struck me as odd, especially when she shows up later on. I'm like, who is this young girl and why is Fury putting her in harm's way all the time? But she is the daughter of Mr. Hyde, right? Yep. The villain? Yep. Okay. That I'm curious if they go into more background on her, and I'm sure they probably do. They probably do immediately after this in a different book, but I know very little about her, and I was always wondering, like, what was it that Bendis really took a liking to her from? I, <laughs> Unless it, she is completely his own creation, and he's just like, I'm going to just make this new big heavy hitter. I'm pretty sure it was, like, his own creation, and saying, like, hey, I'm just going to start something here. Because he, like, he, I mean, he's... Um, he he likes to put out like a strong female character in almost every book that he does. Yeah. Um, I I just don't I can't remember now because I now I'm getting her mixed up with Maria Hill and what's coming up later down the road because I don't remember her ever really doing a whole lot more up until maybe like Secret Warriors. Right, and then that was Hickman though that writes that. Oh, was it? Yeah. But even then, like, I, I can't... Re I, it's, it feels like she's a big deal and she's around, but I can't remember what she does unless she just, like, hangs around in the S.H.I.E.L.D. break room and she's just there. <laughs> <laughs> just using those earthquake powers in the break room. It's 
why they call it the break room. Get it? Oh, no good. Uh, Take a drink. (laughs) (laughs) But all in all, I, 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 uh, I really dig secret war. I, I, it does a whole lot to set up small little things that you would think have no huge real payoff, but Bendis really strings them along. Like, uh, it's the small little things like, uh, Jessica Jones pregnancy, Maria Hill being in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daisy Johnson being in the mix, Nick Fury's gone for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, all those types of things. I don't know. Do they ever bring up more of, like, aftermath of what happened in Latveria? Like, the whole castle exploded. I, I don't know. I was looking, uh, I was doing a little research online, and apparently uh, Bendis was also writing The Pulse at this time. Uh-huh. And I believe there's a couple issues that run parallel to this series. So I might look up on Comixology or something and see if I can track those down. Because now I'm just kind of curious what more he would have had to kind of flesh this whole thing out. And the Pulse is the one about, like, is it the Daily Bugle? Yeah, The newspaper like yeah. publication? So I would think maybe that would go a little bit more into, like, the details of what's happening with this country now that must be going through this horrible collapse after what fury did um kind of like the uh frontline series that ran concordantly with civil war yeah i wonder if the pulse kind of did that for some of his early marvel events Mm -hmm. so i might i might look up some more on that i think jessica jones is the lead character in that one too oh okay so yeah maybe we get a little bit more about the pregnancy and everything in that so stay tuned. We'll uh, we'll take a look. The, actually, the Pulse Volume Two is called Secret War. So there we go. Oh, right on. Six through nine. What? Uh, so with that, what uh, do we have coming down next? What event is next, Dave? Well, um, I guess the next like major event would have to be House of M. But I feel like we should almost take a quick pause and concentrate on his new Avengers launch there. Okay. Because that is so pivotal to everything that comes after that. Okay. And I feel like the formation of that team in the breakout story arc is almost an event in itself. You know, it kickstarted this entire new title and new team of Avengers. And from just recently rereading it, it's a good fun read. So let's uh, let's do that. Let's take a pause and uh, read about the formation of the new Avengers. All right. Do you, are we just gonna do like a volume one or volume one and two? Let's do volume one and two because I think that takes us right up to House of M. Then, so it's gonna cover the the raft breakout and the introduction of the Sentry. Okay. Sounds like a which, plan. Yeah, which we've both said on uh, the show is one of our favorite, uh, like, new Marvel characters. He's not new anymore, but at the time, <laughs> he was. But, uh, yeah, I like I like what Bendis does with him early, before he kind of loses interest <laughs> and uh, pushes him to the sideline because he doesn't know what to do with him anymore. But right. uh, I remember being blown away by, like, his first introduction. So that's what we'll cover next time. Awesome. Well, uh, Dave, if people want to hit up you on the internets, where can they do that? Um, I frequent the Twitter, so at Imperious Rex Show on Twitter. 
or uh, you can send us a email at uh, our Gmail account, imperiusrexshow at gmail.com. That's the way to say it. Good deal. Uh, you can hit me up at Short of the Max on Twitter. Uh, and of course, you can also comment on the uh, YouTube video as well for this episode because we both see those. That's All right. right. Sweet deal. Event fatigue still chugging on strong. That's right. I'm not fatigued yet. <laughs> I feel it's going to come, but uh, I'm, I'm still on board right now. Same. Same. Awesome. Well, uh, until next time, I have been Troy the Max Extreme. And I've been Ghost Hunter Dave. All right. This has been Imperious Rex. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Imperious Rex. 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 Very good.